0: It it makes perfect sense why a baby boomer would sit in an interview and say, the millennials don't want to work. I don't care what you say. It is the fact. And that's not true in all cases because you're a hard worker. But you can see why people judge the different generations based off their beliefs and what they grew up with. No, you gotta do the intro. What's
1: up, guys?
0: (laughs) What's up, guys? Welcome to another podcast, The Silencing of Stigma. It's Austin and myself here tonight recording. This has been a couple weeks since we were together. Uh, Probably about two weeks since Sam was here. His was a two-parter. So we're a little rusty here. It's been a while. But before we get started, I need to uh, let Austin share what he does on Thursday nights.
1: What do I do on Thursday nights? You
0: tell me. It's all going to tie into what we're going to talk about here tonight. What do I do? You play bingo. Bingo? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> bingo. Where do you want me to start?
0: Tell us about your experiences with bingo.
1: Past experiences. A long time ago. I've never had any luck with bingo. I'm trying to remember, was it you're Catholic? Yes. I think I went twice, but uh, bingo is for old people, and they take that shit seriously.
0: <laughs> that would be the boomers, the one, the boomer ones, or the post-war.
1: You're talking generations.
0: Yes. We're going to talk about generations, the stigma of generations. So this is a great lead way into segue into what we're going to talk about when you go to bingo. What did you just say about these people?
1: They're (laughs) they're older people. Okay. Older generation. Okay. Older generation people that have bumper stickers about bingo. (laughs) That's how serious they are. (laughs)
0: And when you go in, what do you see on the table of these older people that like bingo? What do I see? Yeah. What do you mean? Their little knickknacks and their...
1: Oh, yeah. They bring lots of sugar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would you say it (laughs) gets hostile in the bingo hall? Lots
1: of sugar and and candy (laughs) to keep them moving, I
0: guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um...
0: Tell me about your first visit.
1: So I think you, you called me up and you're like, hey, you want to go to bingo? And I wasn't too sure about it because my past experiences with bingo, I always lose. Gambling as well, I always lose. So I uh, decided to go. And uh, it's at what? Where?
0: St. Joe's in York.
1: I don't know if I thought i be promoting this, but yeah, St. Joe's in York. Went in there. She said I had to wear a mask. So I wore a mask and ended up not having to wear a mask. But we're uh, so a typical bingo player, an older Typical bingo player. I would say it only gets... So there's cards, right?
0: Yes, paper cards.
1: Paper cards. And uh, you get option between... I think it's three games. Nine. Twelve. And 24. And then those are your standard card games. And then you can actually buy more if you're feeling a little... uh, (laughs) courageous yeah. i would say <laughs> so the more obviously the more cards you play the better chances of winning
0: and then takes one card to win
1: yeah but more opportunity to win
0: and he takes one
1: so anyway we're, we're buying these cards she get she asked for nine but ended up paying for 12 so she ended up getting 12 right yes the first time and then i i decided <laughs> and i'm getting 24 so two of the <laughs> So there's actually 12 on one card, and then I got two of those. And then you go down the line, you, you buy jackpot tickets, and then you go down the line again, you get your dauber, <laughs> which I still have. And then you go to the other side, and there's like a game that you play before the games start and stuff like that. And then there's itinerary for like the whole setup, right? Yes. So you walk in this big auditorium. It's a gym. Gym. It's not real big, yes. small. And you see a bunch of older generation people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the youngest one in there both times. And the first time we were in there, we were playing. And uh, I think it was before we started, I went to go get yes. something from the... So you walk through the cafeteria doors and me thinking I paid for these cards in front of me, I thought that you the stuff... <laughs> the, the concessions... concessions. It was free. And so I walked through the doors and uh, grabbed the water off the table. <laughs> and then an the older gentleman was standing there and watched me do it. And I walked right back out the door. <laughs> and something clicked in my mind. And I was like, shit, I got to pay for this. So I walked back in the door like two seconds later. And the guy was walking out. <laughs> I was like, shit, I forgot to pay for this. He's like, yeah, I was on my way to catch you. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, I could have been out this door by the time this guy got to me. <laughs> so that was my first uh first little mistake there but yeah we sat down and started playing bingo and there's there's a lot of different ways to play and uh, the older generation people are, are very serious about this game um, so you typical people that don't know what bingo is you have a card with numbers and then you have b say b13 you go down you dob that b13 and then there's different ways you can win. There's diamonds, inside diamond, outside diamond, four corners, lines, horizontals,
0: <laughs> posted stamp,
1: posted stamps, and uh, I'm not gonna get into explaining all that stuff. But so I'm sitting there with 24 cards in front of me. I said, "I got this." And uh, as we started, I found out quickly that it was a little harder, 24 <laughs> cards than just 12.
0: Mind you, these older generation people are playing 24. Some of them, 48.
1: Yeah, because they're there all the time, so they know what numbers are in which, which uh, column and everything, so they're used to seeing the numbers. So I'm there trying to figure out the best technique, and as they're calling a number, you can only call bingo after they call a certain number. So if you have bingo, so if they call a number, you have to say bingo after that number's called before the next number's called. Or if the next number's called, then you can't call bingo because you didn't win on that number. Does that make sense? Yes. So I'm, I'm here with 24 cards. I'm dabbing away, and it got to the point where they would call the next number, and I wasn't even done looking for the first number that they called. So I would just I would have to skip that because because <laughs> if you would if you would keep going with that number, you you start backing up, and you won't be able to call bingo because you have to, you have to win on the winning number. The call you have to the number they call you have to call bingo on. So I started skipping numbers, and then I'm coming through, and they I forget what the number was. Thirty three. Was it N? N thirty three. So it was N thirty three, and I'm I'm through, and like halfway through my cards, like it was like the twelfth card, I dab N thirty three, and I noticed a small diamond. I was like, and I've never had bingo before, and you're in this room full of people, older people, and like they got this stigma that yes. they get pissed off if you don't if you call bingo, and you don't have it, Yes. and you can hear it in the responses around you. <laughs> they give you a huff or like. They're ripping their page off and throwing it out before you even... Because they have to confirm your bingo. Yes. So, I, I'm like, man, I think I got bingo. And it was like a couple seconds after they called the number and everybody's looking at me. And I, I yelled bingo. <laughs> and my mom right away was like, you don't have bingo. <laughs> and, and my aunt was there. She's like, you don't got bingo either. No, she didn't say that. She's like, we well, just check, So, she was checking for me. Because she was playing 24 cards and she was checking all my 24 <laughs> cards. She was that quick. So they had people scanning for me, but I caught this on my own. And my first reaction was like, shit, I don't have it. Because you were like, oh, you got to make sure you have it because they will get pissed off at you. <laughs> so now I'm like, shit, maybe I don't have it. So the guy comes over and they read out the number of the card to the person reading the, the numbers out for the balls. And it takes him a few seconds. I'm like, shit, maybe <laughs> I don't have it. But then it was a good bingo. And then what happened behind me? The lady behind me got pissed off because yeah. I because you you it didn't was right call it, it right was right right before they were about to call the next ball.
0: He had the next ball in his hand. ready what did to What'd say? you say about it? a
1: minute between each ball? Yeah, forty five seconds.
0: Yeah, it was. It depends, but it was. Pr- he was just about. He had it in his hand, ready to announce it, and that <laughs> pisses those people off too. Like you better call like right away
1: because what you can the the kicker here is you can see the next number. Yes, that's what the kicker before is because. He calls it. So, before he calls that number, you can see it, and it gives you a chance to ahead of time to dob the number. So, these people behind me must have had Bingo on that number, but I took it away from them because I called Bingo, and they thought they were going to get it. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm, I'm sure. I'm not explaining this to the top, but yeah, anyway. So, so he had Bingo. So, won. bingo won 100 bucks. You win 100 bucks on the regular cards. And, uh, yeah. But
0: you won again that same night.
1: Did I win twice? Oh yes. yeah, one second time, but With that somebody. Was, so when you have multiple winners you split the split the hundred dollars, depending on the game. so there's jackpot games, which are a thousand five hundred and you know, all such and such. yes, which are full card games, all that stuff. <laughs> if you guys want to learn more about bingo, look it up.
0: go to St. Joe's, it's fun.:
1: or see me at St. Joe's I' be the, <laughs> I'll be the youngest one there stealing water
0: So he had so much fun. we went back last Thursday and he had bingo again
1: (laughs) yeah one again
0: it wasn't as aggressive the last time but people really are serious about the bingo
1: i wouldn't say they're all older generation there's some
0: well there's some millennials i was the
1: only millennial there
0: well millennials are to age 40 so those could, How?
1: I don't understand that. That's
0: what my paper says. I don't think your paper's accurate. Okay, well, we'll talk about that when we get done talking about bingo. So there was some Gen X, there was some Boomer 1s, some Boomer 2s. There could have been some post-war generations, too, because that's uh, 76 to 93 years old. So I would say there would be no Gen Zs there, but you were probably the youngest one there. But we went last Thursday. I called him again. I'm like, hey, I'm going to bingo. Are you coming? He shows up. (laughs) Oh, it is
1: 25 to 40. It's 81 to 96.
0: Yeah. He shows up to bingo last week. And he wins again. It's the same old winners.
1: That time I only had 12 cards.
0: Yes. He cut back to 12 and I cut back to nine.
1: And I was still kind of slow on that. I don't know how I did 24, but I did it.
0: He called. He thinks he did it. He could have won more times and just didn't realize it. No, I definitely
1: checked all my shit after. Did you? Okay.
0: All right, so that was our story. So that's what we do when we're not podcasting. We started doing bingo, and then last night I had a meeting, so I couldn't go to bingo. My sister called me because she goes with us, and she said, oh, I thought you were bingo. I said, no, I have a meeting, and then I got home, and I called Austin, and he didn't answer. I thought, that son of a gun went to bingo by himself, but he was not at bingo either. Well,
1: it kind of... Your my aunt's made the statement that it it takes your mind off things you're really just focused on numbers which is because
0: you don't have any time to think about anything else right
1: so it's almost like i don't know how she put it in terms like relaxing almost yeah Yeah. Yeah. because you're just thinking about numbers you see a number pop up on the screen and you you go search for that number then you're looking for the next number so you have no time to think about anything
0: Which is stressful to a point, but when somebody yells bingo and you're behind you, like, oh, thank God. Like, now I can start fresh again on the next card.
1: I didn't really think that way. I was kind of in tune with, like, people's interaction, like, their reaction time. So, like, I'd go just to fucking watch people
0: because they get pissed off. They get angry. That one lady called it and didn't have it. And then her husband called it and didn't have it. And people were angry. The lady sitting next to me was angry all night because when she yelled bingo, they said you have to yell louder. And so she started ringing the bell and screaming when she had bingo, so which why, she had three times. So why
1: do they take it so serious?
0: I don't know. Those are people it's that go to passion? bingo every night. You hear people sitting at the table. So I learned while I was there that Wednesdays and Saturdays is Cape Horn Road in Red Line. Thursdays is St. Joe's and Sundays is some fire hall. These people literally leave work and go to bingo every night.
1: I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but...
0: But they get grouchy because there's new people. Our first time there, we had nice people at our table. They helped I explain I feel like the outcast
1: because I'm the youngest one there. I can guarantee you that. And then on top of that, I'm trying to steal water. <laughs> and now I'm winning bingo.
0: And they get Twice. pissed off because... When new people come and win, they feel like you're violating. You're taking taking their their money. You're taking their money from them because if you didn't come, their opportunity would be greater. So they like the dedicated people that come every week. They feel like they deserve to win because they're there giving their money every week. And then you have people like us that casually walk in for the first time. You won twice. Aunt Michelle won twice in that same night. So.
1: And you won stupid door prizes.
0: I won a door prize for nine. So I have to go back because I get to play for free nine cards next time I come. So we'll do that later. But anyway, that just leads into the segue. We're talking tonight about the stigma of generations.
1: 15 minutes later.
0: Stigma of generations. And the reason that we're doing this, bingo is part of it, but I never really thought about other than Austin was the youngest one at bingo but we've had conversations amongst ourselves and it's just starting to become more prevalent and people talking about these millennials and the stigma behind the different age groups of people and what their goals are in life. And are they lazy? Do they care? Are they entrepreneurs? Like what is the difference between all these generations? And people blame generations for things that happen in the world. It's because all oh, you're a millennial. It's because you're a baby boomer. It's All these different things. So there's stigma behind that. And the reason that I thought about this as a topic is because in the process of hiring new people, the world, and we don't get into politics on this podcast, but there's so many positions available right now in the country for jobs, and people don't want to work. And right away they go to the millennials are lazy and they want to sit back and they just want to collect their unemployment. Or if they are applying for a job, they're lazy, they can't keep up, they're selfish, it's all about them, they can't handle change. And so I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, this is like a stigma. So each group of a generation has different things that they're known for. And Austin gets mad when I say millennials are lazy and they don't want to work, or that people say that. I just
1: disagree with it. Just because just because people are put in different generations doesn't mean they hold the qualities or whatever that the society puts on them doesn't you don't categorize everybody in that just because i'm a millennial you can't say the all the characteristics that do you have them
0: yeah i have some care character- what's some characteristics. examples of millennials so a millennial some of their strengths are
1: before you say that i'll get you i'll tell you from personal experience from conversations i had with people and for instance, hiring people, they they say that millennials are lazy. They don't want to work. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. They don't they don't listen to what you're telling them to do. They don't have the skills to to work with people. All this stuff, like that's that's all the negative.
0: Well, yeah, there's strengths to it. So this this research that I did, the millennials, um, they're considered the most independent workers, which makes sense. They're very independent people
1: what makes them independent
0: it's just your age they're confident or before they come we, across as confident
1: an important thing here to look at before we start talking about different generations you gotta keep in mind everybody has to be open-minded and keep in mind that millennials come from a generation before them like the generation before millennials which is what is it the baby boomers
0: no the gen z so i'm lying gen x
1: so then what's before gen x baby boomers
0: the baby boomers one and baby boomers two
1: so what i'm trying to say is keep an open mind of who taught generation after generation after generation so a lot of people want to put this negative stigma on the millennials but who taught those kids who whose households did they raise up the get raised in like what was the generation raising them
0: yeah, well, in most cases, it's the Gen X generation. So
1: right away, people want to point at millennials. But Gen X, but Gen X I'm has not different. To, I'm not trying to say have that have
0: different weaknesses and strengths. So if they grew up in a they in all a, do a, in a age group where they're the Gen X, why wouldn't they be a Gen X? Why do they become a millennial because of how they grew up when they're in a house of Gen X people? So
1: generation goes strictly by what dates, years. Right. That's how they categorize them.
0: So it's not necessarily how they grew up in home; it's in the world or in the area that they.
1: Because they, everybody grows up in different environments. Just right. because they're a millennial, could grow up in a, a uh, urban area. Or like a country out in the country. Is that the same thing? I'm not yeah. too familiar with my yeah. geographic. So,
0: okay, go ahead, keep going.
1: But yeah, be open minded to the that too that's that's important too like the environment they grew up in so like for instance for us we grew up on a property that had a couple acres so we had to maintain that you guys you guys didn't demand us but you guys did you expect it out of us to
0: well you had chores you had responsibilities that you had to which complete daily they alternated cats which in our our household
1: kyle didn't really do much so
0: he had a chore.
1: He did, but <laughs> but we uh we would see the interaction between Kyle and, and the mom and dad and how that he got responded to for not doing holding his standard chore. that you guys expected him to hold because
0: it wasn't a standard, it was a chore. It so was he a- did
1: he didn't do what you guys basically he would okay he would do it but not to the (laughs) expectations that you guys held of him okay he did it nonchalant half-assed but he did it like all he had to say is in his mind checked off i did it (laughs) it wasn't done to your expectation but he did it so we would see that interaction you guys would get kind of upset so it's like i don't know how dylan feels but my personal experience was i don't want to upset you guys because i don't want to get that reaction so we would always i would always do what i had to be done and Sometimes, most of the time, I enjoyed it because it gave me something to do, and and actually, learn, looking back, it it taught me a lot. Like I use a lot of that stuff in my life now, a lot of it, like maintaining a tractor, like all that stuff. We were yeah, you rode four We would back up, like using trailers, learn how to back up trailers, cutting grass. Like we we did a lot of different stuff.
0: Right. So you had to work ethic, all but you were stuff. curious. So Kyle is a millennial he was in that age group as well. So he was a millennial. (laughs) So so it just goes to show that it's the stigma of the millennial. Not everybody could be categorized and have the same strengths and weaknesses based upon their generation.
1: Right. Right. So you got to be open-minded to their environment, the generations that we're teaching them. Right. There's, there's multiple things you got to look at here. You can't just say, Hey, they're a millennial. Like they're all of a sudden now they're, all these negative things there's a lot there's strengths and negatives to all these generations right
0: and and we can go over them but my point is of this podcast is there's stigma behind it whether it's good stigma or bad all stigma. you hear
1: all the time is about millennials
0: and so i've been interviewing so my daytime job i have now that i'm looking at this age thing here i have some millennials and i have some gen z's i'm the oldest so i am in the gen x group so there's probably about two or three of us in that age group a majority are in the millennials and we have a few now in the gen z but what i hear and i'm involved in other things where we hire people different ages for different things and i've been hearing in general that the millennials are lazy they don't want to work they they're not ambitious they're the type of they were brought up believing and this is where i believe what you're saying about people growing up because when i was growing up if you weren't in first place you didn't get a trophy
1: and i believe that and i believe that you don't always
0: have to get a trophy but you
1: never have to get a trophy unless you're number one
0: in the world today most millennials and i'm not trying to stigmatize but most millennials believe that you get a participation trophy
1: and i remember that in elementary school for running you would just get a, a ribbon for you get ribbons for first place, which would be blue. Second place, which would be red or white. And then third place was red or white. You would always, and then you would get like, there was orange, black, all that stuff. You would get a ribbon for whatever place you would hold. And then you would get the particip-
0: participation. I can't
1: say that. Sorry, my speech impediment. But uh, yeah, you would get one of those just for just for running, for, for doing it.
0: Right. So as you're growing up in sports, and even if you didn't complete it, At least you showed up. I remember your little track meets at the school.
1: Track meets, those little basketball tournaments we had between the elementary schools.
0: Even if you didn't finish. dominated at. Okay. Even if you didn't finish, you just showed up and you sat down or whatever. You got a trophy. Everybody got a participation trophy. And... Now, do you believe because of those different things, we were trying not to bully people? So it was all about keeping people together, not bullying outcasts. Be out a buddy, cast. not a bully. Yeah, so all that stuff that you learned is what our generation was trying to create so that there wasn't bully in school. We It was all done intentionally to make people feel better. And in my opinion, in some cases, well, now we're to make them feel better, now they feel... Delusional. I don't know if it's <laughs> delusional, but now that they feel like everybody needs to be awarded for things that you should do every day everybody so now you feel entitled i think that's where some of this entitlement comes i've did this and
1: again we're not categorizing everybody no, no. this way it's just some but this, that's is what what, talking this is what this is the stigma, stigma that people get
0: that stigma get you can't Majority hire people think of this. i mean i was in an interview process the other day and we can't hire millennials they don't work out because they're lazy people and in some cases, I believe that. But I don't believe it's because they're a millennial. I just believe it's because individually, that's that person.
1: I think they'll... Um, what do you call it? Electronical.
0: That's part of it. They say that's part of it.
1: What kind of category would you put that in? Like Like, oh, all electronic. Like, yeah. Like, okay, technology. Te-
0: tech savvy.
1: Like, technology definitely has a role in it, too. Because it opened up so i don't know when the computer and stuff rolled around in in the society but that definitely opened up like your iphones all that stuff it opened up a lot of different opportunities for us kids growing up because now you have all kinds of sources of of income that you can make you can do uh networking you can do podcasting you can do uh facebook groups you can social network like social sailing selling sailing selling <laughs> You could do all that. There's so much opportunity that you can do with your phone versus what you guys grew up with. Right. Your generation. So, see, there, here we go. So, your generation was taught to, and society says that you, you're born, you grow up, you go to school. And I might be missing a couple of things here. You go to school, go to college, get a career, find a girl, settle down, get married, have kids watch your kids live and then you Become retire you retire off your 401k that you cannot retire off of nowadays so that's a joke for those people that want to <laughs> argue that but yeah that's that's what your society grew up as and you guys played that role in us sometimes and I feel like that way like that was what we were taught for, through you guys so back to what your environment is and the generation beforehand like you guys when we were growing up, how many times did you say, you might not want to do that. That's not safe. You might want to save your money. Yeah, we limited. You want to save your money because that's how you guys grew up. And just like your generation, your mom and dad, like you guys grew up in an atmosphere where you had to find your own job. You had to create your own money. And then you guys had to save. Like you wanted all that for us. So now you're projecting everything that you learned from your grandparents, which your grandparents learned from the generation beforehand, 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 beforehand. Right. beforehand. So everything is taught through generations till now. Exactly. But then there's sources that, that change that, like technology, this, the opportunity of technology. So there's a whole bunch of things that change that.
0: Right. So the Gen X, I mean, the you're Gen Z. We keep going, geez. The Gen Z and the millennials, you're right. They're entrepreneurs. I'm not saying I'm right. This is no, just my no. opinion. No, no. I mean, just some of their strengths are they're entrepreneurs. Like, they want to be successful. They want to work they for themselves. They think they are. They think they well, are. As the definition, that's some of the strengths of that generation so you, you and this affects all kinds of stuff so now they want to go out so they're perceived as lazy because they're they they do not want to go out and do manual labor they want to sit behind a desk and they want to socialize on their computer and make money that way gaming if you would have told me years ago that gaming you that's can get be paid. a generation
1: after millennial I think
0: that's the gen Z I, I want
1: to say that's my opinion I I'm pretty sure that was... That's like
0: ages 9 to 24. So we have some older than 24 playing that. But most of
1: them, they get paid
0: to play video games. Oh, yeah. So the baby boomers would never... Well, first of all, we didn't have video games. They didn't have video games. I'm not a baby boomer. But they didn't have that stuff. So they were workaholics. So some of the strengths of a baby boomer is they're workaholics. They're team players.
1: I think that's where... They're
0: mentors to their colleagues. So dad was a...
1: He was a construction worker...
0: Dad was a baby boomer.
1: And I've definitely got qualities from him that I was taught through him.
0: Right. Because they're workaholic.
1: Always do your best. Like always. He was a, he's a perfectionist. Yes. And I got that from him.
0: So also the weaknesses of the baby boomer. And we were just talking about this when I was talking about some interviews that I was in. uh, Some of the weaknesses of that is. The desire and the welcoming of change. So if you think about grandparents, and unfortunately you lost your grandparents early, and we don't have that generation. I don't have any grandparents. We don't. Listening. We really don't. We or you? Or I don't. But you don't. And at and a young age, we lost. At a them. young age, you lost your grandparents. We so lost you, them probably
1: all by twenty-one.
0: But you kind of remember Grandpa when you would go over there. He was a workaholic. Yeah,
1: they babysat us.
0: Yeah, they were. He, he was a garage. workaholic. Right. They had structure. They they just limited themselves, and, okay? Right? They limited themselves, and that's what one of their weaknesses is, and you say that about us. So that was dad and I's generation, uh, our, our parents. It also opens up another can of worms that we talk about occasionally, and that is in that generation, the women stayed home and took care of the gender kids. Gender roles. Right. The women stayed home. They didn't go out to work. They stayed home, took care of the kids, made the dinner, and the man provided for the family in that generation. And that's the baby boomers' generation.
1: At any point, if any of you guys listening want to comment on the podcast episode, just let us know, comment, send us a message, let us know your opinion because there's going to be a lot, I guarantee it. Yeah. Because we got different generations listening to this.
0: So yeah, the Gen X they say they're the best overall workers. They're professionals. They're Which comm- ones?
1: Uh, that's after millennial. That's the Gen X is nineteen
0: sixty five to nineteen eighty. So dad was
1: sixty four, so he's a baby boomer. Dad's
0: two. a baby boomer. Two too, and I'm a Gen X. Talking to your mic. I'm a Gen X, and so some of the strengths of a Gen X are they're the best overall workers. They're able and committed to jug- juggling work, family time. And they have the work-life balance. They're organized.
1: Mm, They fit you perfectly. They're the
0: biggest revenue generators overall. This is my generation. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) This is my generation. (laughs) But
0: their weaknesses are they're satisfied with senior management in their organization. They don't have that desire to get to the top. They're comfortable in their role if they can support themselves in that role. They're less inclined to say something if they disagree with management. So think about my age group does not challenge management. They're less likely. From the stories
1: I've just heard you say, yeah.
0: So they're less likely to do that. So you think about a manager that is a Gen X or not even a Gen X, but a baby boomer who's now trying to control millennials and Gen Z who are opinionated, who are very high-spirited people. They don't like that. And then there's an issue, and that's where they get that stigma that they're lazy because – they believe in their experience you respect your elders. You hear it all the time, and I believe in that, but they can't handle the free spirited, free willed millennials and Gen Z. So the weaknesses of a Gen X, again, this is nineteen sixty five to nineteen eighty. What do you think
1: creates that? Millennials be outspoken.
0: Because I think Do you think it's the internet? It could be. I think everything's
1: exposed now.
0: Right. I think it's the more tech that we have. Like, we had encyclopedias. Nobody's going to sit down and read an encyclopedia. But you're not going to sit down and read it.
1: You know another strange thing that people miss... uh, Miss, basically, is what I'm trying to say? Is school. School puts you through... It's an outline of basically... It's a structure. School is a structure to um intimidate how do you say intimidate no not intimidate uh like to compare to compare to work your workplace right it's the same fucking thing you get up go to school at a certain time you start classes at a certain time you got to be at certain places lunch is at 12 usually 12 then you end the work day or the school day like 2 30 ish okay they're they're building that structure like you're going to work they want you to to learn their responsibility
0: i know what you're saying to follow a schedule it's a rigid schedule every day you do this and then on the weekends it changes a little bit but every day when you wake up you know so they're
1: getting you ready school is getting you ready for work they're basically saying this is what we want you to do in society is to go to school which is same structure as your work so you're used to it so you can go out in the workforce and do the same thing. What really changes that up is, is like you said, the millennials, like they, they're they entrepreneurs. They want to do their own thing. Then Now you're on your own time. It's not school no more. And there's a couple of people that I listen to online that they, they get Fs, Ds, and Fs in school, which that's where they clash with their parents because their parents are, like you, expect A's and B's and C's, not even sometimes C's. Oh,
0: crap. I took a C.
1: Sometimes C's. But you had these high expectations for us because you saw a society, maybe, here, this is a question for you, why did you expect the A's and B's from
0: us? So that you would have a better opportunity when you got In out what? of school. In what? To have a career and to make Based
1: money. Based upon what? Your fucking generation. I know what you're saying. Generation. I
0: know what you're saying, and that's Because
1: right. there's actually people out there that have major companies, big companies that got F's, D's and F's on their report cards. Because that wasn't what suited them as a lifestyle. So they found out early in life that school wasn't for them. What were they doing? Entrepreneurship. They were going out. They were selling stuff. They were picking flowers out of people's neighbors' houses and then selling to the, ne- the next door down. They were selling that. Uh, flipping cards. They were flipping items online. This was, is this was all stuff that wasn't built for them for school. So when you kids important message here when your kids are getting (laughs) f's and d's doesn't mean you're a fucking failure in school maybe it wasn't suited for them maybe they're they're better at video games for instance which nobody ever thought even we have people in our family not going to say names but we have people in our family who almost demand a college degree and then find a work work for workplace that supports that college degree okay right yes but and then when you ask them What's your, what What do you like to do? What's your favorite thing to do? Video games? Well, why aren't you pursuing that? Because mom or dad maybe said this or that. So now you're putting a generation, you're limiting the generation below you right? because of what you were accustomed to growing up.
0: So you know what we have now is we have a bunch of people with college degrees, business degrees that are looking for an office job and we have no one in the trades. You can see everywhere they're advertising. They're even promoting you don't need to go to college and they're showing the salaries that people that made trades are making right now without that college degree. We have a bunch of people with a college degree that can't get into the field that they want because there's so many flooded. Because of that stigma, you have to grow up, you have to go to high school, then you have to go to college. In our generation, it was okay if you went to high school and then if you better yourself in education in college, that was great, but it wasn't a requirement. In your generation, in some positions, it's a requirement to have that degree. I but don't believe, you, you, okay, you have to admit. Thing. But just wait, you have to admit. I never in in that scenario. You said I, I said you had to have good grades. I never pushed college on any of the three of my kids, ever.
1: No, you haven't.
0: I I never did that.
1: So, like, the more we talk about this, the more kind of opens up with school, high school in particular. So, your guidance counselors. We were always told by our guidance counselors, and a lot of people can confirm this, that if you don't go to college, what's going to happen to you? Well, you're going to fail. They always wanted you to find out what you... They were basically getting you to the point where you have to pick and know what you want in life after high school. I remember doing all kinds of tests, personality tests, all this stuff, like... Yes, yeah, so those were beneficial because it got to know your yourself and like what you're good at. Like for me, it was hands-on. Uh, I had to visually see things. I was more like in the objects and stuff like that instead of like other other things out there. I can't really cute think off the top of my head. But what I'm trying to get at is guidance counselors need to be they can't they could be the same generation, but they have to be open minded to all possibilities. So I hear stories about girls that want to do OnlyFans or like They go through high school and they want to do porn. The guidance counselors aren't going to support that, (laughs) obviously, because they're not accustomed to that. They're closed-minded. They're going to say, you're going to fail. Like, why would you want to do something stupid like that? To them, it's not stupid. That's a dream for them. And guess what? They're more successful than those fucking guidance counselors. I'm not trying to bash on these people. It's just... It comes down to the more I think about it, yeah. it makes sense. That's why so, I
0: wanted to talk about this because I got angry when somebody said we couldn't hire millennials because they don't and know how to work. And this is
1: based off all, all of my opinion. Like, this is what I see. Like, it's it's not all bad. Like, not all God's counselors are bad and all this shit. I'm not talking shit on everybody, but I'm just saying, like, this is stuff that happens.
0: Well, I agree. And, and you know, the- and
1: we as millennials. I believe gets shitted on the most for some reason, and it's a lot of people stigma. say that I don't fit in millennials. I am a millennial.
0: All right, well, let's go the strengths and the weaknesses of a millennial. Okay, so but you can't categorize people. No, but these are just observations of the generation and the way the world is. So the the Should Gen we, X. Okay. So let's Do, start the baby boomers. They were workaholics. Bloomers? Boomers. They were workaholics. They can we work? They were perfectionists. For me,
1: for me back.
0: Yeah, we'll go that way. Can so we do backwards or
1: do you want to go forward? Well, let's just finish because go... we
0: already did the boomers. And as I'm reading through this... The... Is there
1: ones before that? Yeah, it's the, the ancestors? post-war
0: and the World War II generations. Um, but basically, most of them are in the boomers. And so when I'm reading through this, I'm thinking about the boomers are perfectionists. So that, they're workaholics and that. they're perfectionists, right? And yeah. then you have the Gen X who respect...
1: We should have a timeline for like technology and shit too. We should. Well, it, it'll have, come to, to that.
0: I have that in here. Um, so literally, they were working because you guys didn't
1: have cell phones then. No, we didn't. You didn't have TVs, computers, right. laptops. Well, we had
0: TVs. Um,
1: with the antennas. Yeah. And all, all the only channels yeah. grandma used to get was Wheel of Fortune.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Th- and Days of Our Lives.
0: Yes. So we already went over the Gen X. And we played their puzzles strengths too. And we did weaknesses. puzzles. Right. Because you had to use your brains at that point. Um, the what are you trying to say? You're, everything's at your fingertips right now. You don't have to figure as much out right now. You have to figure it out, but it's a different figuring out. It's how to get that computer to populate what you're looking Jeez, that for. That
1: brings me back to like math problems in, in elementary school. You had to show your work. And then you had Kyle, who had a teacher... You you remember this? I who know. says you can use your calculator? Why wouldn't you use your calculator? We're in a different generation now. Why why do you need to show all your stupid steps? They were the stupidest fucking steps ever. You had to do like three different work like examples. Like how did you get it? Two plus two, it wasn't just four, it was like <laughs> one and one is two and like
0: And plus one. Like and a tree, and then
1: there was like a four square box. Like you play four square out on the playground. Yes. Some stupid shit.
0: Yes. But all right, so that's the so Gen I get X. Off the top that's okay. <laughs> now we're gonna get to the Millennials and some of their strengths. You missed one. No. The Gen X.
1: Boomer Boomers and then
0: We did the Boomers and then we did Gen X, which is me, and now we're getting into the Millennials, the which is you. And the Millennials, some of their strengths are they're considered the most independent workers.
1: I have a feeling we're gonna get feedback on this one.
0: That's okay. They're the most independent workers. They're concerned with ethics this and the is social responsibility of the organization that they work for. And that is true.
1: You're going to have to read these again. This is for millennial?
0: This is your millennial. Okay. They're considered the most independent workers. Very independent. Self. And when they do have to work, their ethics, they're always concerned about the ethics. They always have to make sure everything's fair. And everybody's being treated, they're being treated correctly. Their social responsibility of the organization that they work for. So they hold the organization responsible. And that is true, in my opinion, in my experience. That is true. Give an example. They need to be left to create their own processes rather than being told exactly what to do. And that can be good or bad. That's listed here as a strength.
1: So you're saying going against what someone told you to right. do it your own way.
0: Right. But that's... a this it's listed as a strength here, and I believe that because that generation grew up differently. They're more educated on like the computers and things like that. So when when you're bringing into society computers at work or anything in that nature, you grew up with that. When I was in high school, we had electric typewriters. We didn't even have a computer. So your ideas. Maybe be a better idea because of just what you've learned through computers and Google and things like that versus our technology information. So your generation is where the technology really started to take off and they started with computers and cell You're phones. You're just getting
1: laptops like in high school.
0: Right. And things like that. So that that's their strength. You would rather create your own process than to be told exactly what to do. You want to express your opinion And
1: we're creative,
0: right? You're creative people. Exactly. You're more independent workers. Your weaknesses are they're not interested in teamwork.
1: Depends for me,
0: right? Because they want to do it their way because all their life they'd had the opportunity and got to do it their way. I mean, this is the generation where you can't spank them anymore or Children's Services. This is the generation where you go to school and you come home and you say, if you touch me or yell at me, I'm going to call Children's Services. And I remember my kids saying that to me. I did not beat my kids. I didn't say that. But I remember one of you, and I don't know who it was. You
1: spanked me before And you
0: said, they said, and I don't know, it was probably Kyle, most likely Kyle, who said... If you do that, if you spank me, I'm going to call children's services. And you know what my response to that was? Do you remember? That's fine because you know what happens? They don't take me away. They take you away. (laughs) So they're coming here and you're going to go with them, but I'm staying here. You're going to have a new house to live in, but I'm okay because I'm staying here. She's
1: not promoting hit your children. No, I'm
0: not. But what I'm saying is that's the generation where if your parents do something, or someone hurts you. And that's a good thing in some cases, but it got taken to the extreme. When you're telling a fifth grader, I mean, a five year old kindergarten person, you they can't touch you or whatever, it, you just grow up with that entitlement. You can't do that to me or you're going to get in trouble. It, yeah, you see def- what I'm saying?
1: Things have definitely changed in school right. as far as what you're allowed to get away with and what you like. You can't wear shirts that have guns on. Like, okay, like that's a whole yeah. different topic. but
0: So they don't have a strong work ethic. Millennials don't like the 40 hour a week job.
1: What well, do they like?
0: They like to get the job done in less hours. They still want to get the job done, but in less hours. And then they're done. That
1: goes back to the ribbon thing. Do you know how you get them to work? Would you call it an incentive? If you get this done by a certain amount of time, I'll give you this. Is that an incentive? Mm-hmm. So you're almost giving them a ribbon for what they're doing if they're doing it in a certain amount of time. Right. That's I think with a lot of people is it, it motivates them to get something done.
0: But are they hurrying and not getting it done correctly? Because another one of their weaknesses when it comes to career growth.
1: Quantity, not quality.
0: They're likely, likely to leave a position before two years if they feel their skills are not being developed. So if you're not being stimulated. That's me usually they will leave. You've been there longer than two years. Usually they get bored or they're looking to develop their skills somewhere else. They don't last for more than two years. So with that being a weakness, what does that say? They look at that as they work for a little bit, they got to work a little bit hard, and then they quit because they don't want to work that hard. But in all actuality, it may just be they're not stimulated with the job that they're doing and they're going to look for something else to find skills to develop. That's the millennials. So you can see why they get that whole laziness and disrespect because they're self-free. They're free-willed individuals. And again, this is stereotyping people, but it's just generic for that generation. Then the last one we have is the Gen Z.
1: There's more after that.
0: The Gen Z is, yeah, there's some after the Gen Z because that goes to 2012. But the information that I looked at, the Gen Z, here we go, is the most tech competent of any generation. They're able to pick up new developments quicker than any other employees. They're particularly ambitious. They have a goal in their life and it's to make it to the top of their profession. So we talk about my age group where you don't need you want to respect your senior management, but you don't always have the desire to get there. The Gen Z has the desire to be at the top.
1: I wish we had people from different generations. Yeah, here. well,
0: we can we're gonna hear some stuff about this. They're able to use, and they gave an example, they can multitask like no other generation. They Mm. literally can use up to five screens of a computer at one time. Only percent of people
1: can actually multitask.
0: Well, of those percentage, they're unlikely to be, they're more likely to be in this.
1: People think they're multitasking. I had this argument with someone. But you have to be, are you actually multitasking to the point where you're 100% focused on both things? No. Exactly. Okay. So when multitasking, if you're taking a task, I know we're getting off topic here. You're taking a task, say you're talking on the phone to somebody, and you're writing your daily routine out for the next day or some shit. Are you actually focused hundred percent on the phone call and what you're writing? Or are you just kind of somewhat you're dividing
0: so your attention? So
1: you're not a hundred percent
0: you can't 100% multitask. So that's multitask. Multitask, multitasking when you are 100%, multitask.
1: 100% focused on both no. items or both tasks at one time. You can't. And only 2% of people in the world can do but it. But people
0: can multitask 50% on this and 50% on that. They're still multitasking because no, they're, they're doing not. two things at the same time. So, nope. Back and forth. Okay, we're gonna, that's a different topic there. But anyway, back to the weakness of a Gen Z is they don't know much about anything before social media. So they can't make rely. They, everything that they do is relying on technology. So if their they computer goes. Right. So their computer goes down. So, they can't work. They can't figure out how to work.
1: This is not all.
0: This is no. This is the Gen Z. This is just what. Okay. So this is just what this paper's saying. So if you follow the generations through. It's pretty much to your point. Like that's what we lived. Dad's the baby boomer who worked hard, workaholic, who was a perfectionist, respected people. And then you come to my generation where we didn't need to be at the the top. What?
1: Had the most fortune.
0: Yeah, we had the most fortune. And then we get to the millennials who are free-spirited. And then we get to the Gen Z who relies on technology. And that's why they clash. And that's why, because the standards or the beliefs of each generation are different. And as you can see from the baby boomer down to the Gen Z, how much the world changed that as well. You have to agree with that. The situations in the world, the technology, the advancement is coming, which then changes the way people feel. And then we go back to this whole this whole Gen X thing that you and I talked about. Growing up, and this is a whole other topic that we can talk about on a different day, but we talk about how divorces right now, they're called the silver lining divorces, and more people in my age group right now are getting divorced. Whoa. And people don't understand why. And when one of the articles that I was reading is because back in the baby boomer generation, The mother stayed at home, didn't go out and socialize very much. They stayed home, took care of the kids, took care of the husband, took care of the house. Then you get into my generation, the Gen X generation, where more women are going out and they have this more work-life structure. So when they have that, when their kids are gone, when these baby boomers' kids are gone and they don't have anybody to take care of anymore then they start to realize what's in the world or are you in my s- from
1: personal experience
0: No, I'm not a, I'm not a baby boomer. Huh. But then in my experience before my before my generation, the women didn't go out. Now the women go out. So what does that mean? The women are exposed to different situations in a workplace that they wouldn't necessarily have been exposed to if they stayed home. So now they're exposed to this, so they know that there's other stuff out there. And they they get bored, or they go out there and they explore. So if they never left the house, they would always be in the house and that's all they would know. And so now their women are going out, and I'm just not saying women in general, but spouses are going out and learning that there's things out there that you can be yourself. You and I talk about this in a marriage, and we're going to get off topic here, but in a marriage, you have to be your unique person. That person has to be themselves, and then you grow, grow together. You don't change for one or the other. But that, that's that's another story. But that Half just, and a half don't make a fool. Right. But that just goes to show how each generation works. And to your point, it's because we do what we do because that's what our parents wanted from us and that's what we did. And you, you said you want to start from the from now and go backwards. It makes sense. It, perf- it makes perfect sense why a baby boomer would sit in an interview and say the millennials don't want to work. I don't care what you say. It is the fact. And that's not true in all cases because you're a hard worker but you can see why people judge the different generations based off their beliefs and what they grew up with. And I just, I just kept hearing this week at for the last two weeks, I just keep hearing the millennials don't want to work in some, in some cases. And then one of the jobs that we were interviewing for was a construction job. So maybe it is harder to hire a millennial to do that hard labor work. Because they're used to sitting behind a computer playing video games or whatever and everything was accessible via the computer.
1: That's not true in my case.
0: But in your case, you're manual labor. In your In your position and the guys that you work with, what would you say the most common generation is in your team?
1: We got a bunch of 21-year-olds,
0: 20, 21-year-olds. So you got the Gen Z...
1: And then there's a couple of millennials, probably three. And then we got an older gentleman.
0: So how, does, how is his relationship with the millennials? Does he get frustrated? And you work in construction, no, so that's I pretty really much really cursing. Work. Like you guys just let it out. You just don't.
1: Are you putting stigma on us or what? No. Because there is.
0: <laughs> I just think that you're going to be more open in that type of work.
1: Open to what?
0: Just to expressing how you feel verbally. <laughs> just, Our boss, like my it, opinion,
1: it is. It's a, it's a unique atmosphere when you have different generations. Like the boss is usually older, a lot older in these. And
0: so you, the have workplace,
1: the workplace. You always have to. So everybody's not the same, okay? Right. So you have to be willing to be open to how people respond to different things. Cause not everybody's gonna respond the same way. So that, that work balance there with the, all your employees, you have to, you have to always manage it. Like everybody's got their own, their own way. You got to talk to them different. Like, you know what I mean? You can't just put everybody in a box and say, all right, I agree." this is how it's going to be. Like not everybody's gonna respond the way you want them to respond.
0: Regardless of the generation. Yeah, I but we have
1: that. we have every generation. I'm pretty sure at our job, and it starts with an older generation, and he
0: he doesn't expe- he doesn't
1: really get along with the younger the younger generation.
0: But why is that, in your opinion? Why it's not that, that, that he doesn't.
1: I don't want to put that ter- that terms. It's just like
0: the communication. He
1: I ex- almost like he expects things out of people. He expects people to work.
0: So instead of getting frustrated with him can you look at that's the way he was brought up and that is the generation that he comes from do you ever look back this has to be
1: a generational thing like think about your generation where your your upbringing was and all that stuff you have to understand where these people are coming from it's not necessarily you all the time it's not it's not you you got to be open-minded to okay i gotta understand where this guy's coming from maybe something's going on in his family his generation maybe grew up in a certain way or put this on him and made him the the way he is now. Like you have to understand that when you deal with people.
0: So you have to understand it. You have to be open-minded to and everybody. Open-minded, but is it a reason, a reason to, to disrespect what? someone or is it a reason you to shouldn't not disrespect anybody?
1: Right. We're all on the same level. Right. A title doesn't make you better than anybody right. else. I'm just talking about. I'd be a good fucking generation. boss. Well, nah.
0: Yeah, you would be a great leader. I've told you that before you get that from me. But anyway, I just you can't use that generation like this generation doesn't want to work or that generation those baby boomers don't they're mean like they expect you to work. I'm not going to work like they expect it. They're workaholics and I'm not. To your point, it's all individuals and you have individuals in every one of these generations that That's do different things. That's why I don't like things.
1: when people Categorize people in the, in the categories like that.
0: That's why we're having this podcast because that's all I heard. Okay.
1: So, generations are created by the Society environment. Society
0: and the environment.
1: I think it, if I'm correct, it's based off of the environment changes.
0: Well, social changes too. How we communicate.
1: Look it up. What what term is a generation? They didn't look that one up, did you? No. <laughs> yeah, that's a big factor here. It,
0: it <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: So, what determines it?
0: I don't know. The date they're thing. born is a, a an age range.
1: Are they all the same? No. That's what I'm saying. So, how do you know?
0: Well, I don't know. That's a good question. We got to do some research on that. Do look We're that up. You're missing a big
1: factor in this podcast. We're missing,
0: yeah, I never thought. I mean, I saw the age groups here and I printed it down, but that's weird. Oh, is it based on... What determines
1: a generation? Austin's going to
0: look that up.
1: Generation is, quotation, all the people born and living at about the same time, quote, uh, comma, regarded collectively.
0: So Google, so what it, determines... So it can also
1: be described as the average period generally considered to be about 20 to 30 years during which children are born and grow, grow up, become adults, and begin to have children.
0: Is it based off the population of the generation and they take consideration the age and uh, the average age of living?
1: My phone's creating static.
0: Doesn't want us to know.
1: (laughs) What do you want me to look up?
0: What determines the number of years in each generation?
1: Generations are typically defined by the years it takes for children to be born and grow up. For example, your grandparents, That's not answering my question. It's likely it took between 20 to 40 years for them to grow up and have children on their own. This time frame is usually the way to define generations within families. So they're saying an average of 20 to 40 years. Okay. I don't know if that's exact.
0: That's interesting. So, you're
1: saying averaging 25 years is a new generation.
0: And that, that's what it starts at. Like, the Gen Z is 9 to 24. I'm sure there's different factors So, to there's that. different factors. So, it also, like, the, the, the age of death. Like, what's the percentage of people at this oh, age? Oh, we
1: live until we're 120. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah
0: these all live wild and free and free-spirited. Live day-to-day. Day. So, your age, I this mean... This is a whole different topic. Yeah. You're free-spirited. But anyway... All right, I just wanted to talk about this because I kept hearing about it, and I'm like, I don't, don't want to allow judge people.
1: Society to limit you based upon what they society says you are. If you're a millennial, you're not a millennial. You're more than that. If you're Gen Z, Y, X, you're more <laughs> than that. I, I showed you that video. Steve Harvey said that if you take a seed of an oak tree and you put it in a glass bottle or a glass cup or whatever. Basically, you're restricting the area it can grow. It can only grow to that lid. If you put a lid on it, it can only cap itself at that lid and then it can't grow anymore. So compare that to life. So when you're put certain generations, when you're put in a certain environment, you can only grow to that cap that you're taught in that environment. But if you let it out in the free where it belongs, magnitude of possibilities no cap no cap that oak tree is going to grow to its full potential right right so don't limit yourself to that cap based upon the environment or generation quotations that you were growing up in because we all are that seed and you can plant your seed wherever you want and you can grow to whatever you want to be that's what he says and i really like that
0: Nice way to end the
1: podcast. So nice way to screw that one up.
0: It's a nice way to end the podcast. And honestly, um, Austin said it earlier. We're not right. We just get on these topics sometimes and think about the stigma in these topics. So comments are welcome on the page. State what you feel. Um, we're open to that. We like to share, we like the open communication, we don't take it personal.
1: I take everything personal, so watch what you said.
0: <laughs> we just learn from it and grow from it, but it was just it was just I ironic. think it'd be cool
1: to see the dynamic of like different everybody here at different generation.
0: So we would have to come up with a family that has a person in each not, not necessarily just it could be an somebody from group. every single age. Okay, group. so we need somebody from the Gen Z nine to twenty four. The millennial is 25 to 40. The Gen X. What what would
1: we talk about? The environment they grew up
0: in? You don't even have to talk about that. How do they communicate? Because what they're saying is in some of the weaknesses and strengths are the millennials are free-spirited. They're open to discussion and then you have the baby boomer who's going to sit here and you're going to notice how they react to any specific question that we ask, whether it's about a job, whether it's right i know we're gonna keep going about this
1: we can keep talking like so i was this was back in high school we were at a, a friend's house and i was talking to the mom of a friend and she's like ever since you guys got these cell phones you guys don't go out and interact in in public anymore you guys can't communicate in person with anybody anymore like you're you're not social or whatever that's not necessarily true we communicate more with this phone, than you guys did in the past, right. Because we have it at our fingertips to communicate all the fucking time.
0: But when they're talking about communication, they're in, talking about in person communicating in person. Yeah. There's no communication if we FaceTime,
1: Skype, yes, Zoom, TikTok, it's all, all there.
0: Right, but listen. So if you had a one person or two people from each generation sitting at this table, that I guarantee you, I'm bringing that Gen Z, that Gen Z. And the millennials are gonna have their phone on the table and they're gonna have to look at it.
1: I don't have my phone on the table. You
0: just took it off the table.
1: Because I was looking it up for the podcast.
0: But you're gonna have I can li- honestly, you're gonna have that I can in live most cases, without my phone. In most cases, you can't go more than ten minutes without at least glancing at it. And I see it. And you know what you know how bad it is? Is it bad? When you're paying somebody to do a job and they're on their phone, yes, that's bad. And so you know what happens now. What? Let me tell you the story. Let me tell you this story. They're so into their technology that literally I will go into a meeting and I will say, okay, guys, we're going to be training. Put your phones away. And now they do put their phones away. But you know what they're doing now? And I just realized it. A now they're looking at their watches. So we're not, do I have to say, okay, <laughs> take your watches off and take your phone? They can't. Are they
1: millennials? We are fucking mighty creative. We use our imagination. They're
0: millennials and they're the Gen Z. And they take advantage of the ignorance of the older generations. Because I'm like, why are they looking down?
1: They're checking the time.
0: And all of a sudden...
1: I got you guys. We're just checking the time.
0: It's because now they don't need their phone. So they'll come into a training and they'll be like, yep, don't have my phone. I don't need it. But... Now they're looking under the table and everything that they get on their phone, they're getting on their watch now. The communication amongst technology right now is you you can always be reached if you want to be. 24-7, you can be reached. In our generation, you had to go home and call on the telephone. It's, it's crazy, and that's the difference between these generations. So if you were to get a group of people here, I would say probably the boomers— May or may not have their cell phone with them. If I leave my cell phone here and go to work, I don't feel the need that I have to come home to get it. But I have people that if they leave their cell phone, they have to take their lunch break right after they get to work so they can go back home and get their cell phone.
1: So it what would, do you say to people that the older generations? that say I don't need a phone, or I don't know how, or I don't know how to manage a phone, or I don't know i don't believe in technology
0: well we have we have friends like that i have two people who don't use a do not use a credit card don't know how to use the mac machine they pay everything in cash they have an emergency credit card they don't believe in going to an atm machine they pay for every time we go out to eat it's cash
1: do they get the same result as somebody that doesn't have cash
0: but they're going to get rid of cash. How is that? How, is how do that, you know that? How is that generate? Because you can go in now to a McDonald's. Are you talking crypto? And you got to no, know I'm talking about the kiosk that you got to go to. And you got to use a computer to type in what you want to eat. They will walk out of a restaurant. If somebody's not physically there to talk to them and take their order, they won't eat there. The grocery store.
1: Everything's digital.
0: Certain people will not go through that self-check. I didn't tell you. I just got comfortable with it myself. But
1: what is it? There's, what do they say? What's their excuse? Or what, what is it that they say? It
0: scares the living shit out of them. Did
1: they learn? All right. I learned this one. Did they (laughs) learn how to drive a car? Or did they learn how to ride a bike? What's your first reaction when you want to learn how to ride a bike or drive a car? Well,
0: you're scared.
1: (laughs) If you learn how to ride a car, I mean, drive a car, or ride a bike, you can fucking learn. Yeah. In, if internet. If you
0: ride a bike and you fall, and fall off, If you go into a store and you order something and you you did this, you came. Bro, home that with, wasn't my fault. You came home with ten bags of.
1: It wasn't Chick ten Fili- bags. <laughs> All right.
0: Because you didn't I'm order. just going keep everybody. going on a
1: tangent here. Okay. So I was going to uh to Chick Fil A right. <laughs> and I gotta give a shout out to Chick Fil A because they're. They're uh, pretty quick and efficient on their drive-through. They have multiple people out there. They don't even use the the thing that you talk into, like most drive-throughs do. They're actually in person out there with a handheld device that they take their order. And if you pay credit card, they can swipe it there. Or if you pay cash, you swing around to the next person. It's all person. It's all it's all human interaction.
0: But they're putting it into a system. They're not writing right, it on right. paper. But it,
1: you still have to deal with humans. Okay. Instead of just most of the time, it's and like they're said, rare
0: because they welcome you and thank you.
1: It's, it's my pleasure. <laughs> I'm not stealing that. <laughs> but uh, I did <laughs> before I tell this story. I, yeah, before COVID, me uh, a buddy and I were in there and uh, we sat down and they came and they gave us our order and it was a, a younger uh, girl, which there are some pretty good looking girls at Chick Fil A, and she's like. I said, thank you. And she's like, it's my pleasure. And my first (laughs) response was, is it really your pleasure? (laughs) Or are you just saying that because you have to? And she didn't really say anything. She just walked away. So it's just something they have to say. I think it's kind of awkward. but So anyway, I'm at Chick-fil-A and I'm ordering. My typical order is a large frozen coffee, which is now one size they have one size for frozen coffee so you can't get it was either small or large but anyway is a frozen coffee and two uh 12 count chicken nuggets right so i say i say that order exactly the way i said it and then she like they usually do they review your order for you so they say back to you and i've heard everything correct so, but then she, it kind of threw me off because she said a number for the total that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, oh, maybe she just screwed up. So I'm rolling around and this is when you still pay at the first window. So I pay at the first, no, actually you pull it up and then you pay and got your food. And I get up there and you know, like the trays where they have four drinks. Yes. <laughs> I forget how many, but I'm pretty sure it was a full tray of large frozen coffees in the one, which is four frozen coffees. And then I think there was one more and then there was like two back two bags of no three bags of food one had like five fries in it <laughs> and the other had like i don't even know like eight to 12 nuggets in it <laughs> she like she told me my total and i was she went to hand me the food i was like did i order all that? <laughs> she's like yeah and i was she like said,
0: it's my pleasure <laughs>
1: I was like, I didn't order all that. She's like, well, you won't have to give it to you. Well, we don't have to give it to you. I was like, no, I'll, I'll take it. Like, <laughs> I ended up taking it all. I was like, okay, whatever. I ended up freezing in most of it. But yeah. that wasn't my mistake. That was okay. just things she typed in the computer wrong, which that could be a a negative to to technology.
0: Yeah. Well, most people, if they tell you 68 bucks, you're not spending 68 bucks at Chick-fil-A unless you're feeding a family of six.
1: I was just thankful I got food that day. <laughs>
0: Okay, folks. Well, this was an interesting topic.
1: Folks. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> it's my generation.
0: We call people folks. No cap. Now I can get the millennial slang going. You're different, dripping and different lingo. no slap. Different lingo. No caps and you're dripping. So, All right, everyone. Thank you for another podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.